0: I hope you go into next year with this mindset of expecting his goodness. He's a good God. He's a wonderful God. Amen? Amen. We said there's some things that you can do to position yourself to be blessed by God. You don't have to earn his blessings. But there's things that you and I can do to set ourselves up to experience his goodness. Do you remember what the first one was? Is to walk in... in, reverential fear of God and to worship God we said the next one was you need to be hungry for God you need you and I need to be hungry for God we need to go into this new year hungry for God are you hungry for God amen Amen. then we said the third thing we need to keep our heart right purity of heart purity of heart okay and then the 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 last one we talked about was seeking the lord remember that the young lions lack and suffer hunger but those who seek the lord shall not lack any good thing so go into this new year hungry go into this new year seeking him seek him more than you sought him last year the year before. Amen? That's the way it should be. Now, we're going to go on because I want to talk about your attitude. How's your attitude today? I'm going to tell you some things that will set you up. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 6. 2 Chronicles chapter 6. As you're turning there, I do encourage you, uh, if, if at all possible, we try to be sensitive to you and your family time of gathering at Christmas time, and so all I would ask is, you know, be here if you can be out there shopping at you know three in the morning. You can get to church from five to six. Amen. Oh, I got a little rise out of that one, didn't I? Second Chronicles chapter 6 verse 41. There's some things that you and I, the scriptures tell us we need to do in relation to God's goodness. And I've chosen seven. I don't know if we'll get through all of them today, but these are things that you and I need to do. And the first one is to rejoice in God's goodness. Say that. Rejoice in God's goodness. You need to be happy, not sad. Rejoice in God's goodness. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41 states, and this is Solomon, of course, and he says, Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Now, listen, let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Well, I'm not a priest. You say this is Old Testament. Oh, you are a priest. We are priests and kings before our God. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints what? Rejoice in goodness. Rejoice in God's goodness. That means take delight in. It means to be glad about. Psalm 13, 6 says, the psalmist states, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt with Bountifully with me. You know, should we be singing at the end of this election? I am. (laughs) I'm happy. We got a lot of prayer to do for the days ahead, a lot of prayer work, but we should be happy. Our country now is being put into position to be blessed in the days ahead. Message Bible says it this way. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayers. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. So your attitude is you need... Some of you, I don't want to hear you sing at the top of your lungs. I don't need the rest of this crew except Kaylee. Kaylee can sing at the top of her lungs. The rest of you just be quiet. You know what I'm saying. But you can make a joyful noise. Amen. So rejoice in God's goodness. Be happy about it. Be ha- you should rejoice you can come together in this place today and worship God. No persecution. Nobody spying on you. Just worshiping him in total freedom. So That's what I want you to remember. The next one, look at Psalm 145. Psalm 145. Psalm 145, look at verse 1. This is good. I'm going to read to you nine verses. David says this, I will extol you or praise you, my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. <laughs> Did you hear that? Only the days you feel like it. Amen? I don't know how you do it getting up so early. You get, you get in a routine. But, you know, I, And when I get up in the morning, I, sometimes it's, it's not easy to bless God. You're not a morning person. Right? You got to warm up, get some coffee in you, then you can bless God. Some people can get out of bed just shouting, praising God. You just want to slap them, don't you? Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable or beyond our understanding. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts. We talked about speaking, declaring, and decreeing God's goodness. And I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness. That's what I want you to see that. They shall what? Utter the memory. Now, on the margin of my Bible, it says eagerly utter, literally to bubble forth. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. The Lord is good to only the people at Harvest Church. No, the Lord is good to all. Is the Lord good to sinners? Sure, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. He's a good God. He's good to all people. And his tender mercies are over all his works. So we need to rejoice in God's goodness, and then we need to remember God's goodness. King James says, they shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. The NIV says it this way, celebrate your abundant goodness. Celebrate your abundant goodness. So we should celebrate. There are too many sad Christians today. Sad faces. But we're supposed to celebrate. We, you know, I expected Micah to raise his hand, but he's a little more reserved like his mother, but he was blessed with the deer. Well, you can share it again. It's that good. It's worth two weeks in a row as far as I'm concerned. I sat there hour after hour. But I can remember when he shot that deer and uh, we went to the fence and Ran into the, another field, and there was no blood. And I'm going, oh, Lord. And in today's shells, there should be blood. Well, or especially a bow kill, you're going to have a blood trail, but no blood. And we got, I don't know how many, 40, 50 yards maybe. And I was, I was looking down. He was looking up. And he looked over and says, there it is, Dad. And you know where my head went? Not to the deer so much, but up there. To rejoice and be glad in God's goodness. And I think that deer's probably bigger than your brothers. Any of your brothers' deer, probably, because that's was what I prayed that each. And your brother's for you. He wanted you to shoot a big deer. Caleb says, mo- first thing Caleb did was look at the horns and went downstairs and took them and compared them to his." But they've both been blessed this year. They're outdoorsmen. They like to hunt. They've been blessed. How have you been blessed? Well, if you've been blessed, notify your face. Rejoice. Be happy. (coughs) Amen? Look at Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. I say this with all sincerity of heart. I have pastored, oh, my, I don't know how many years I'm losing track. It's been so long, a long time. I've been a born-again believer the majority of my life. And I've never experienced a year of God's goodness like I have this year. And see, some of you don't even know a lot of the details, but my family's been blessed. And don't look at your neighbor and say well we don't have to bless them christmas time they've already been blessed <laughs> we've been blessed spiritually financially in a lot of areas of our life and we're happy about it we rejoice in it now some people i understand my wife and i are different she's a stoic german what's that mean doesn't show much emotion I, on the other hand, am a little more extroverted. But I'll tell you what, you don't have to be so extroverted to express your love and devotion because I know she does in her own way. So, in your own way, do something to show your gratitude to your Heavenly Father for crowning your year with goodness. Well, I haven't been blessed this year. Well, are you breathing? Are you walking? Are you eating? You got a roof over your head? You have a job? You got a few relatives that love you? Got a friend or two? Got a dog? My dog experienced God's goodness yesterday. Caleb takes him our mic once a year, twice a year, and he's nine years old, Teal and our lab, and he, every time Caleb comes home, he goes nuts because he knows he's the, the boss. He's the hunter. And so he expected to, and Caleb took him out with a friend, and, and they each got a pheasant, and that dog got the pheasant. And last night, Teal and that dog was just like this. We had to give it a Tylenol. But he was happy. Yeah. God, if you'll just take some time and reflect on this last year, you can think of something that you've experienced the blessings of God, the goodness of God. And then just say, thank you, Father. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. You know, that's all faith is, is thanking him for it. Even before you see it, you're thanking him for it. So you you and I as believers, if we're faith people, we should continue to thank him for things every day. Even though we don't see it manifested yet, we have a heart of gratitude. See, part of me, this year has been so... Out of sight for us as far as blessings. I'm wondering what next year. And part of me's going, can, can can he do better next year, Lord? Can you bless us even more? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I'm getting off track here, but this, this prompted a scripture, Brad, this would be a good scripture for you to don't turn there. Let me read it. I found it while you were doing the offering and it's in Ecclesiastes three. It says, I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. Now, listen. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. So God blesses his people with his goodness so we can enjoy it. Now, God wants you to party. I'm from the 70s. I was very good at throwing parties. I could tell you about some kagers we had that were awesome. In fact, I'm turning 60 and I told her I want a kager next year. <laughs> Root beer. We had fun. How many of you know sinners have a good time? They work hard all day, then word of the head. Why? To celebrate, have fun. Christians, most Christians don't know how to have fun. Early in our marriage, I didn't know how to have fun because I was too, working too hard to be religious. And then there's sometimes I look at God, why, Lord, did you give me this woman? Because He knew what I needed. Sometimes a swift kick tell me to have fun because in the early years we didn't have much fun we came to a a, a, and some of you remember we came to a ministry back in 83 that didn't believe in having christmas presents or christmas trees or the whole thing and i'm coming out of faith a faith you know based you know college and came here and and i'm thinking and we grew up having fun our favorite, you know, I got up the other night. No, this is, and I was, st- how many of you, you get older, you get stiff. Teal, and you said your knees, you had couldn't sit, had to move around in the stand. Well, I, I was going to bed, and I went to bed. I wasn't thinking. I was going to bed like this, stiff. You, yeah, you understand, don't you, Belts? And I was walking like this, and they started laughing. She started laughing because would they have Christmas? And they'd go to Christmas Eve at Aunt Lucille and Uncle Lou's. I, met, I knew it because I'd been to Christmas, so I knew exactly. Which. And they were laughing at me because the way I was walking. She said, you're just walking like my Uncle Lou. <laughs> and in my, you know, and Uncle Lou was, uh, he was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you got any Uncle Lou's? and you're a family tree. And my, I can remember my mother visited. We brought her, my Methodist mother, and we went to the Christmas Eve at their house, and there's Uncle Lou, and he fell down. My mother got all concerned. He was out, had a heart attack, and he just passed out. He was drunk. Walk like this. He'd, get, he'd drink so much, and then all of a sudden, his hands would curl up, and he he'd walk like this. We sat at his bedside trying to lead him to salvation. But our families knew how to have fun. And there's nothing wrong with having fun. God wants you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. How many of you work hard? Two of you? Okay, thank you. (laughs) God rewards the diligent. Work hard and then enjoy yourself. Have fun. Let down. There's nothing wrong with that. We're too serious in the early days. You can have fun. You can have Christmas. You know, last night she texted me, they went down the volleyball game. She got to go down to the University of Nebraska volleyball game and texted me, and they saw Santa on a, on a motorcycle. <laughs> you, get, you get out of the country into the city, you see things. Did I read Jeremiah 31, 14? (laughs) Got off on Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou had fun. (laughs) He was something else. He smoked one cigarette after another just sitting there. Oh, but we had fun. Jeremiah 31, 14. I'm trying to, in, in verse 14... He says, I will satiate, S-A-T-I-A-T-E. That's not a word we use much, the soul of the priests with abundance. Oh, there you go, again. I'm not a priest. You're a priest. What did they do in the what were the commandment in the old covenant? They had to give so much to who? The priests. Well, he's saying, Here I'm going to give you plenty. Then it says, and my people shall be satisfied. Say satisfied. In the margin of my Bible, it, say, it states, fill to the full. Fill to the full. Say it. Fill to the full. My people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Well, if you're not satisfied, then you need to keep at it because he wants you and your family to be satisfied with his goodness. I was depressed before I started this. I'm happier now. Just teasing. Satisfied means to be filled to satisfaction, to supply abundantly. Really, really, literally, it means being filled with food or drink until one is satisfied. Uncle Lou was satisfied. (laughs) Food and drink. Now, how many, don't get all offended, you religious folks out here. How many of you have been to Bob's Bar in Martinsburg? Let me see the hands. We went there. Mike has been wanting to go there. We're going to go there again, I think, the whole crew, one of these days. We've never been. Went to Martins, but I looked the outside of this building, and I think, my God, do I want to go in there? <laughs> well, we went in there, and, I mean, it's kind of run down, but why do you go there? Anybody know, remember? Burger. Burgers. Huge. <laughs> You've been there, Belts. Huge. The the fry, the plate of fries falling off the plate. Well, we went up there and, and ate. We, we split a hamburger. We were smart. And then we had an order of, of fries that were falling off the plate. And then we had, what else, cheese balls? Cheese balls. I'm, I always, when I, when I think of that, I always say cheese turds because that's what we call them. At Culver's, cheese curds. He calls them cheese turds. I'm just trying to loosen you up so you can have fun. Don't be so serious. But we left there rejoicing, happy. We were full, satisfied for hours after that. And if you're not used to eating all that grease, in the early days, I'd been looking for a bathroom, but I'm, I've toughened up. I'm not anymore. I made it home. A lot of grease. But, you know, that's the way. Now, now, don't take this wrong, but God wants us to visit Bob's bar. In Martinsburg, so we understand. You don't have to partake of other things. There's nothing wrong. We go to Monroe, the best place to eat Tavern. Because <laughs> you get good food. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be satisfied. I'll give you one more. Look at Romans eleven twenty-two, And we'll just pick up next week. He'll crown your year with goodness. That building sitting out on that, that lot that is sat empty. We could never figure out what to do with that North Acre. All the years this, we've been here, we had to wait. And he crowns the year with goodness. So we're blessed with that. $20,000. Amen. See, I'm, I'm, I'm the pastor Next year, I'm really going to be blessed. You know why? Because we're going to pay off the rest of that remodeling. Not necessarily you. Amen? You can come from outside of the church. When the contractor that builds it comes and hands you a $500 check, I rejoice. That's God's goodness, $100. Amen? Whatever. Finding money. We did that years ago. We had that confession. Receiving in the money in the mail and... Finding money. So What? Gifts and surprises. Gifts and surprises. Well, this... Be- what? Bills paid off. <laughs> Boy, you got it. Blessings and increase. What? We should get that back up there again. Mike Keys was pushing that. That's the way it should be. Blessings increase. Well, you don't know how bad, pastor, the world's getting... Well, the world might be getting darker, but the church should be shining brighter. Romans eleven, in uh, twenty two. Here he's basically Paul is speaking to the Gentiles and how fortunate they are to receive salvation. And in Romans eleven twenty two, it says, "Therefore, what consider." The goodness and severity of God on those who fell. Severity, but toward you, goodness or kindness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. So you and I need to continue. Boy, I want to continue next year in his goodness. I want to continue. You know, I think about the goodness of God. Look what we can do with this Tim Tebow. Valentine's prom we're we're throwing again. We're we're not only talking it, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is what it's all about. We want other people to experience God's goodness. Here it means kindness, goodness in action, sweetness of disposition, gentleness in dealing with others. Continue in the Greek means this. It means to remain on metaphorically it means persevere or persist the living bible says notice how god is both kind and severe he's very hard on those who disobey but very good to you if you can trust or if you continue to love and trust him i'll say it once more notice how god is both kind and severe he's very hard on those who disobey but very good to you if you continue to love And trust him. So you and I need to rejoice. Say rejoice. In his goodness. This is where your attitude should be. Number two. You should remember. Remember his goodness. Number three. Be satisfied. Be filled to the full with his goodness. And then continue. I'll give you three more next week. And if you want to. You can all head up to Bob's Bar in Martinsburg. Just kidding. Stay on your feet this morning.